blood of the new covenant. In our first reading, we hear how God forms a covenant with his people. And he instructs them to take the blood of the lamb and to put it over the doorposts and the lintel. A covenant, a covenant is different than a contract. When I was a kid, they paid me 15 bucks and I mowed your lawn and then we were through. But a covenant is an exchange of persons, a unity of persons that endures. And so a covenant is the extension of kinship by oath. It's, it's the legal swearing, the legal way of swearing somebody into your family, right? So when, when people are married, they form a covenant that, that this person is now part of your family and you're part of the other person's family. And it's a family, a covenant is a family bond sealed by oath or blood. And so this, this blood of the lamb that's poured out, it unites us. It's, do you, guys, you guys may not know what this is. Do you guys know what blood brothers are? Do you, do you know what that means? I mean, it's just a different era today. I just don't know. And your kids, don't ever do this, by the way. But, if, you know, you, you form a pact, like, we're going to be friends forever. And then you cut your finger, and you cut your finger, and we kind of like... I know it's gross, right? That's why we don't do it. But it's this idea, right? That now we're, now we're brothers. Before we were just friends. But now there's been this shedding of blood. And now we're family. And so this is what we see happen with, with Moses and the people in Egypt. And now we fast forward. That was Passover. Now we fast, over, fast forward to where Jesus is celebrating Passover with his disciples. And it says that he now forms a new covenant. And he says this phrase, St. Paul tells us today, do this in remembrance of me. Which a lot of people can read, you can just read that in scripture and say, oh, it's like, oh, we should, we should imitate what he did. It's like, um, my uncle, my deceased uncle, really liked to drink Heineken, and so on his birthday, we drink Heineken, and we remember that. But, but that's not what he's talking about here. That to the Jewish sense of remembrance, that remembrance in Greek is anamnesis, and for Jewish people, it was a memorial offering, an offering that would, they would do in the temple to renew the covenant with God. Typically, it was a grain offering, like they would bring some grain and bring it. So now Jesus takes grain, he takes bread, and he takes wine. And what does he do? Instead of offering the blood of a lamb, that as we see the triduum unfold, that Jesus offers his own blood. Which is also what he's saying to his disciples, that this is my blood. Take this cup and drink it. And, and they might not, they didn't fully understand it perhaps until they saw him elevated on the cross the next day. And so I just, we miss this, but the Jewish ear would hear, okay, Jesus, wait a minute. 
he's doing an offering that was typically done in the temple of an animal offering its blood, that Jesus is now doing that here with bread and wine. That he's saying that he's offering blood, but it looks like bread and wine here. And these people, they had been waiting hundreds of years for this new covenant, for the Messiah to come. Jesus comes, and this night, the Last Supper, forms a new covenant with them. Where God renews his love for them, where that family bond is formed. And that oath, that promise of God's protection and love will always be there. Question, do you know what covenant is in Latin? I'd give you like 10 bucks if you knew. But so the name covenant, covenant in Latin is testamentum. So when Jesus forms a new covenant, he's forming a novum testamentum, a new testament. And so the entire purpose of the New Testament in Scripture is about Jesus giving us his body and blood. That's that's the central piece. The New Testament is about Jesus. It's all oriented towards Jesus giving us his body and blood, what we celebrate this night. And so to, to think that the New Testament is just a bunch of words on a page, it's like, it's a little crass example, but this week I had some Thai food, uh, chicken curry, spicy number three. Um, it would be like going to that Thai food restaurant and saying, I'm just going to read the menu, and then I'm just going to walk out. God didn't intend us just to have words on a page. That he intended his blood to be poured out to renew a covenantal family bond with us. It's, it's the charismatic key. It's the key to, to the New Testament, to Jesus' message and story. That his whole life is oriented to this night. That, that we wouldn't just be looking at Jesus, but that we would actually have union with Jesus. And that blood would be poured out so that we could be renewed in that family bond with our Lord. Isn't that crazy? That just, that just sets a little bit of theology. It's how important this night is. And so on this night, this is the night in which Jesus gives us the, the Eucharist, his body and blood. But in order to give us the Eucharist, well, he needs people, men, who could make himself present, that he institutes the priesthood. And so people will say, even in sacrament preparation class, I mean, everybody has this question. They're like, I don't understand why, why do priests have, just have to be men? Because you actually see in other faiths, uh, not in accord with ours, who have like women priests. Um, and, and it has to do with what, ha- what does he do? That out of all his disciples, he calls forth 12 whom he named apostles. And what does he say, even this model tonight? He shows them the kind of service that the priesthood is to be. That he washes their feet. That leadership in the church is all about service. It's about pouring oneself out for the good of others. 
And so the model of priesthood, the tradition that we follow, was instituted by Christ. And he says, I have given you a model to follow so that as I have done for you, you should also do. And so why does the church do what we do? Because we're trying to imitate our Lord. And so in a particular way tonight, we think of the priesthood. We thank God for the gift of the priesthood so that we could have Christ's body and blood so that we can renew our covenantal bond with our Lord. You may have heard of the new movie out, Father Stew, with Mark Wahlberg, my BFF. (laughs) It's this true story uh, about a priest, a recent priest from Montana, that Father Jose Jesus went to school with him, so he he knows him. and he was at Mount Angel in Oregon in seminary. So it's a, pretty, it's a pretty recent story. And I'll try not to spoil too much. Um, so he, he had been wanting to be a professional boxer. And then his jaw, he broke his jaw. Or somebody broke his jaw. Then he wanted to be a Hollywood actor. Uh, that didn't work out so well. Then he wanted to be married. But then some things happened and he realized how much... God loved him. That as awesome as these other things would have been, as awesome as marriage would have been, that even more important than that is that God revealed his love for him, that God saved him and invited him to share in his priesthood in order to help save others. And I couldn't help but when I finished watching that movie, I was like, was, I liked it. It was really good. And I, it almost made me think of like, man, you could just make a movie about every man that became a priest. Because every response is heroic. It's humble. It's in the image of Jesus who comes to serve and not to be served. And, and not, not everyone's called to be a priest. But some men are. And our church needs priests. Absolutely. Otherwise, we have no Eucharist. And to spend one's life pouring out their own sweat and blood and tears so that other people could experience a renewal of that family bond with our Lord, it's worth it. And so tonight we thank God for the gift of the Eucharist, that we can enter into that family bond, that we can have that renewed, that we can have union with our God. And we thank God for the gift of the priesthood that makes the Eucharist present. We pray for more vocations of the priesthood so that we would never be without our Lord, the heartbeat, the love of our church, which allows us the Eucharist, which allows us to enter into salvation his new covenant.